Hey podcasters, welcome to Shaping Identity, a podcast for lived experiences with mental illness, addictions, and the road to recovery. Welcome back to Shaping Identity. If you're an existing listener or even completely new, I just want to say thanks for tuning in and being a part of this journey with me. If you haven't already listened to the last episode, I would recommend going back and listening because I was lucky enough to have a guest who shared some great insights on being a support person to those in recovery. Today, I want to talk about my experiences with hygiene and depression or anxiety. I'm really self-conscious about what I'm about to share because I know it's not something that everyone will be able to relate to or understand. And I just want to preface that I know it's easy to look at someone and have your opinions or judgments about their cleanliness. Honestly, and unfortunately, I've been guilty of this myself. I guess what I'm hoping for with this episode is that by sharing, maybe it will cause more mindfulness or consideration when you see someone that sparks those kinds of thoughts. I know that for me, in self-reflection of my experiences, I can definitely adapt to being more mindful and considerate of what other people are going through. So to set the stage a bit, one of the times I experienced my lowest lows was when I moved across the country and felt really, really alone. This was also a time of deep self-discovery, redefining myself, (laughs) navigating a new province and career, trying to find friends. To say the least, there was a lot going on. I was really worried around this time because honestly, I wasn't sure if I made the right decision in moving. I was jumping around different jobs, trying to find my purpose again. There were components of each job that I liked, but I found I was reverting back to my old behaviors of getting really anxious and then calling in sick to my shifts. I knew my mental health was declining, but I really felt stuck in how to tackle it. I was confused and having a really hard time keeping up with pretty standard day-to-day activities. I think it started with being so overwhelmed in my day-to-day and stuck in this sort of fog. I couldn't feed myself properly. At the time, I was definitely drinking a lot of alcohol and smoking a lot of pot. But other than that, my consumption of food was few and far between. And when I was eating, it was all junk. It would be fast food. And to be honest, some days even started with just chips because it was easy. I wasn't getting the right food to fuel my body. And so my mind continued to suffer and decline because I wasn't eating right and was hungover all the time. I was consumed with fatigue. So other than the few shifts I would work, I would spend my days drinking, smoking, and sleeping. My hygiene started to get really bad. Not only because I wasn't eating right or I was treating my body so poorly by only smoking and drinking, but it was also because I was just so sad. I felt so defeated. I felt like I didn't have control of my life. And there was just, yeah, I I felt like there was no point taking care of myself anymore. I was passively suicidal. My self-worth was just lower than ever. And so this is where it gets really embarrassing for me, so bear with me. I didn't take good care of my hygiene, necessities of showering, brushing my hair or teeth, using deodorant, putting on or washing off makeup, washing my clothes. All these components of living weren't a priority to me, and I would always make excuses for it, and I just had a mentality of like, meh, or there were days where I was just so exhausted at even the idea of doing any of these things. 
circling back to the poor eating habits, it's no surprise I was starting to gain weight. And so I was becoming even more self-conscious and I was becoming more helpless. I was becoming more pre-contemplative about my changes or what changes I could make. And since I was gaining a lot of weight, a lot of my clothes started not to fit and I wasn't working as much. So my paychecks weren't enough to cover things outside of my rent and substance uses. It was this vicious cycle that I just felt really stuck in. It's like a perpetual cycle where I couldn't take proper care of myself because of my mental illness. But then my mental illness got worse because I wasn't taking care of myself. And I can look back on it now and recognize ways I could have gotten myself out of that cycle. But hindsight is 2020. Everything is always so much easier to answer when you're outside of the situation. But when you're in the midst of it and your mind is completely foggy, it's hard to be self-aware of changes that you can make to make that difference. I remember when I was going through all of this, I had started a new job that was supposed to be less stress on my life. I had left my work in social services to work retail because I was scared that maybe the stress of my work was the root of my problem. And so in that retail role, there was an image, let's say, that the store wanted to maintain. I mean, like most employers, they want their staff to be presentable. And I get that. But at this job, one of the women I worked with was, I would say, a little cruel. She would make comments about the pants I would wear or the fit of my clothes. I remember one time I came in a dress and she made a remark similar to like, oh, thank God you're not wearing those small pants again. And obviously this didn't help my self-image or esteem. It was affirming that I looked as awful as I felt. I would do my best to show up as presentable as I could but it was never enough. I got talked to a lot, mostly by the coworker that I previously mentioned, but the main topic of the conversation was that I needed to take pride in my appearance. I was starting to carry so much anger with me, and this wasn't the first time in my life, so I recognized I was just full of rage. I knew I needed to make changes, and I heard others say I needed to make changes, and yet felt like I couldn't. After leaving that job, I tried another retail opportunity. When pot shops opened up in my province, I felt like because I smoke pot all the time, hey, maybe I'm passionate about it and should work in that industry. But I was super wrong. I was struggling to find a passion and purpose in my new role. And part of me felt ashamed that I had left a field where I could help people for what I thought was going to help me and my mental health. It was such a whirlwind of emotions then and even now in trying to reflect back on it all. At this new job, I remember one of my coworkers making a comment to me about people needing to shower more. This could have been a microaggression towards me, but it also could have been just something she was saying out of the blue, and I just took it personally. I really don't know. I remember it was hard for me, and yeah, I, I did take it personally and didn't feel so great <laughs> about myself still, and it was just another affirming comment in my mind that I didn't look good and I didn't feel good. And because I was feeling bad about myself, it came out as anger towards the world. I was so frustrated and annoyed at myself and my inability to make changes. I wasn't a good person to be around. I was a bully, I was confrontational, and I was really negative. I remember that it wasn't until I got back into my field of work and helping people that I started to feel like myself again. It slowly brought me back to life and to a point where I could start recognizing strategies 
that I could maybe implement to make changes and turn things around. This is when I started talking to a psychologist and psychiatrist about medications and a plan. I also talked about this in another episode. I definitely did think I could just take pills and everything would be okay and that would be that. Obviously, that was not the case, but it was a good starting point. In talking to my psychologist, I was able to build strategies like tiny micro steps that I could take to get back into good habits, particularly with my hygiene. Since I was having a hard time with the idea of showering, I started with dry shampoo and body cleansing wipes. When things were getting better, I was able to take bigger steps. I would go for a shower and use body soap on my hair and body. From there, shampoo and body soap. From there, shampoo, body soap, conditioner. And similarly, I had to take these small steps with brushing my teeth. I would start with putting mouthwash on the sink in my sight line so that every time I saw it, I would use it. That was just the first step. From there, I would use it every morning and night and, you know, you you get it, so on and so forth. I would just start adding more of the things that you should be doing every day. And again, I'm so self-conscious in sharing this because I know there are people who won't understand. These micro steps really helped me get back in the swing of taking care of myself. And there were other micro steps I took, but honestly, these will look different to everyone. And it's important to find out what works for you. For me, I know some of the things that helped was following social media accounts that I could relate to and that offered tips and tricks because they understood what it was like to not be able to take care of yourself properly. And there's one Instagram that I really like I really admire and I want to give a shout out to them because they helped me get through the thick of it. And that Instagram account is called at memes for mental health. And the user of that account offered humor towards my situation, but also gave really good micro steps I could take. And it felt really good to follow an account that was so relatable. Another thing that helped me was really leaning on my psychologist of what I was struggling with and building those strategies with someone other than me. She made it feel like I had an accountability partner and that I could be really honest with her. It's not easy to admit to someone when you're having a hard time with your hygiene or taking care of yourself. And so it was nice that I could come to a judgment-free space and check in with her and let her know like, hey, I tried this today. This works, this doesn't. And it was just nice to vocalize some of the challenges. I guess with all of this being shared, what I learned from this experience is the depth at which our mental health can be both a determinant and production of actions, feelings, and behaviors. I've learned how important self-compassion is in moments when you're having a hard time taking care of yourself as well, how important it is to act and live with understanding and non-judgmental practices. There are two cliches that ring true for me in this regard. The first is that you can't help others unless you help yourself. And the other is to not judge books by their cover. I hate to end on a cheesy cliche, but I do hope that something good comes from this very vulnerable episode, whether you've resonated, learned something new, or feel equipped to tackle your own experience with this. I I just want to say I see you, and I hope that you can offer yourself more grace than I did while I was going through it. I think this is all I have to give today. If you like Shaping Identity, please leave a five-star rating and comment. And if you'd like more content and updates from me, please follow me on Instagram at shaping underscore identity. I appreciate any support you can offer. And I appreciate you for listening. This is me signing off with a vulnerability hangover. 
finally, Shaping Identity is available wherever you stream your podcasts. I want to recognize Titan Media Collective for all of their help in getting set up, started, and their support throughout this journey. With that shout out in mind, here is another production by Titan Media Collective. Take a listen. Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. And we are the hosts of Two Beards Please podcast. I asked him if he'd ever done this before. He said that he had. So you're asking these questions while you're on the operating table? Just before we start, right. So you didn't think to ask these questions like in a consultation visit? I really didn't care. I just wanted to prolong the hot knife (laughs) cauterization as long as I could. I also had some adults come to my door, not with kids. Did you give them candy? I did. What's wrong with you? What's they deserve apples. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite comedy movie that I could think of in four hours when some idiot says, what's your favorite four comedy movies of all time? <laughs> okay. This beardy is based on a limited amount of time, and I only had two beers. <laughs> laugh with us or laugh at us. Either way, you're laughing, and we're responsible. Find all of the links to our social media as well as major listening platforms on our website, twobeardsplease.com.